It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back. We're here again, another day in the US Open, and we've got a live match on right this second, where we've got the Bulgarian, well, sensation, uh, Svetlana Bronkova is one set all with Serena Williams. Quite incredible performance yet again from the Bulgarian. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I'm glad you're starting there, to be fair, Ben. I think this is probably the match to be talking about. Obviously, there's other matches we're going to get onto later on in the podcast, um, but we're coming to the end now of the US Open. This is the this is the real make and break of it all. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about the Peronkova match. And it's been a pretty uh, up and down match so far. I yeah. feel like it's well, it's even. I feel like even now we're going into the third set. Serena Williams is up a break. I believe yep. is she still up the break? Yeah, she's still up a break at the moment. And yeah, it's a and very even affair, like you were saying. Yeah, it's not like it's Serena's dominating at all. I feel like it is very close. And in fact, I thought Perinkova was a bit unlucky not to take the second set. She was looking quite good. But I don't know. Serena's going to come back to bite me big time. I've been writing her off for a while now. A lot of people in the media saying oh, she's not going to reach the top again. Serena's been there, done that. And I feel like she's on her way. She's declining. Even the matches that she's played so far the last few weeks, she doesn't look the same Serena. And not just that, like she's just been getting through them just about. She's not been winning convincingly in any match. Yeah, but she's been showing signs though. And this is why I said never rule her out. When we were looking like last week and we were looking at the draw, thinking we weren't even talking about her really. And I said, be careful because she's always there or thereabouts. And she's been showing the real heart of a champion in the last couple of matches. She's been going to three sets, and she's been going to set down. She had yeah. this set that she lost uh, against Sakari, where you thought Sakari might come back, showed a real heart in the final set. And she's really, she looks like she's struggling out on court, but she's pushing through it, and fair play to her. She's actually, well, what is she, 39 at the moment? 38? Yeah, yeah. And Still doing, still doing the damn thing. So. Mate, the thing is, she's the queen of the comebacks as well, so you can never, ever write her off. Even one exactly. set down, you still thought, Serena, you never know. But I feel like, let's just talk about Perenkova for a moment. What a talent and what a star of this US Open she's been. Yeah, Someone sure. who's not played tennis for three years, just had a, a, a child, come back. Yeah. And then just storming, not even at any tournament, a Grand Slam, the US Open. And the tennis she's been playing is actually really high-level tennis. And... um it's unheard of, isn't it? Just it's a shame because you get people on here, like I see a lot on Twitter saying, sort of dismissing her for like saying that she's winning in in times when uh, there's a lot of top players in the women's side not playing. Also saying how, oh, how good's the women's side if uh, you see someone not played for three years and coming back and already getting to the quarterfinal. But mm. I don't think, I don't think it's really that fair. I think... The level she's playing at is really high, though. I don't think it's yeah. the fact that that's what's so surprising. How has she come back at such a high level? And that's that's the 
testament to her to come back at that top level and probably higher than she was playing even before she went away, which is yeah. even more incredible. So, well, well, it's weird how it happens, but just to give a quick shout out, we've got Jordan here watching the live show. Yeah, First time he's, he's been in one, he's always often <laughs> commenting on our stuff. How you doing, yeah, mate? Hope welcome. you're well. Indeed. Yeah, but she's obviously uh, coming up a little bit short here against Serena, but before the match, you're looking at the bookies, they were ruling her out completely. Fourth yeah. one they were putting on her, and she took the first set, 6-4. Was looking good, and the second was a break up, and Serena's just uh, pulling it back. She's obviously now four two up in the third. Just have to see. We'll keep you updated with that as it goes on, and uh, let you know our thoughts on that at the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've got the match up anyway. We're both trying to watch it while we're doing the stream, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get back to it in a minute. I don't know if we want to talk about. Well, I, I'm sure a lot of you are probably tuning in for the title, which is um, well. It's about Buster, is it not, Ben? Yeah, Carreño Buster went through in five set thriller again. Another five setter. We got five sets one more time in the U.S. <laughs> Open, and this against Denis Shapovalov, who a lot of people were touting probably could have made the final, and he had a good record against other people in the draw, apart from Carreño Buster, who's <laughs> now got a record of four and one against uh, Denis Shapovalov. And I can see why. I'm watching the match. He was playing really good stuff, and he was mixing it up very well. He had a lot of very powerful, deep like shots mixed up with a, some looping mid-court shots and keeping mm. him guessing the whole time. And I think that was the key to beating Shapovalov. He likes to be able to hit through the ball all the time. He likes to really uh, tonk it, as we all know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't giving him the opportunity on that many occasions, apart from that fourth set. <laughs> Six love. <laughs> Wait, one. Ben, don't tell me you stayed up and watched it live. No, I didn't stay up and watch it live. I was going to watched... say, it finished at like 6am. No, I, I woke up in the morning and then I uh, put on the whole replay and was just uh, the standard of tennis was really high. And I, I don't understand why people giving Karenia Buster so much stick, saying that he's only a clay court player and... Why is, what's he well, even doing? Him, then? Who are you talking about? Nick Kyrgios. Uh, Nick, Nick Kyrgios, yeah, like <laughs> saying that he wouldn't even be in the top 50 if there wasn't any clay courts. But then again, you could roles reverse. You could say that he might not be anywhere near the top 50 if there wasn't any hard courts. But Yeah, but no, no, the thing what I'm annoyed about the whole thing is, it's not even factually correct. <laughs> no, Buster's he's done the... <laughs> better on hard courts than he's ever done on on clay. I think he's only won one tournament on clay courts. He's got to the semi-final of um, the US Open before. Yeah, 2017. 2017. He's won, I think he's won a few other tournaments as well. And he seems to have a better career. Uh, granted, I don't think there's much in it in terms of his win percentage. I think maybe marginally the clay court's slightly higher. However, you wouldn't even call him a clay court player. A lot of the other Spaniards Spaniards on tour, you can say, oh, they're, they're a predominantly clay court player. This guy, he, he's been proven to mix it up on both. And this is a guy being criticised by somebody who's only made the quarterfinals of the Australian Open and the third round of the US Open. This is a guy who's made the semi-finals twice now. So yeah, so it really... just seems a bit stupid. I think Kyrgios needs to listen. We we both love Kyrgios. We're not. I don't want to like dig him out like everyone else does. <laughs> but there comes a time. I feel like this is just a bit silly now. I understand all this criticism of say Djokovic and different things there with the Adria tour. That was uncalled for. That was obvious. But it's starting now to look like he's just jumping on the bandwagon on any news which kind of brings it back to about him. So the attention and eyes are always on him. Yeah. And it just sounds a bit silly and childish, to be honest. Like, um, you can't say Buster's, uh, he wouldn't be in the top 50 about the clay court. Mate, he's in the semi-final now, the US Open, so he looks stupid. And another person who looks equally stupid is Ben Rotherberg on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of you guys do know him. He's a bit like Marmite. He divides opinion. Um, There's a lot of people who don't like him. Yeah. But I feel like even him, he's just sort of always trying to fuel up. It's like him, uh, we see it in the, with the, uh, the, the British press, Ben. Yeah, you yeah, always see them, like, they're just trying to fuel up speculation about things and try and make things seem a lot worse than what they actually are. We Definitely. see it with coronavirus all the time. They literally can't wait for a negative story. It just strikes fear in people, and it's not always needed, for sure. But, 
Yeah, that's my run over with that. I think Nick <laughs> needs to just calm down, mate, and focus on his tennis rather than all this talking about other people. Because Buster's in the semi-final of a Grand that's Slam, and he's a good, solid sure. player for sure to be getting there. And he's, he, he can't dismiss his achievement. However, that fifth set, I was a, I was as shocked as Shapovalov. I think he came out yeah. afterwards, and I know um, Buster required a medical timeout in the fourth after he'd just been bageled 6-0. <laughs> and I think Shapovalov then already had his mind on the semi-final, deep in, in, being honest, yeah. because he thought, sorely in the fifth set, this guy looks completely done. He must have some kind of injury. His yeah. body's not really operating like it was in the prior sets. I've got this now. This is mine for the taking. But then he'd come out and he really gave a proper match. And um, oh, really Shapovalov well didn't have any answers, mate. He was still doing the same approach. He played the same way throughout the whole match, though, Shapovalov. That's one thing you've got to give him credit to. In yeah. fact, that what he does is he goes for everything. He's someone he makes... I forget the number now. I don't know if you've got it there, Ben, on the stats. I don't know if you can click on that and see the stats. But Shapovalov's uh, yeah. unforced errors. It was a crazy amount of unforced errors he hit. Uh, I can find out. Just give me two. Yeah, seconds. that's fine. I'll put us on here for a thing. But he hit just an excessive amount of double um, of unforced errors. Granted, so, you can say he also he also made like, a lot of um, winners as well. This is really weird as well. The same amount of winners as yeah. unforced errors, seventy six. <laughs> Which is have you got it up on the screen? Uh, I am. I'll have to no, share no, it on that one. one. Yeah, yeah no worry. Worry. One sec. Yeah, it was. 76 and 76. So just bear with me one second. Put... That's crazy. And then I also know that he hit 11 double forks as uh, well. Can you see this one? Yeah, pop that up. Yeah, yeah, sure. So if you see here, I'll try and zoom in on that a little bit for you. So yeah, unforced errors there. Winners and unforced errors, both 76. And the, the thing that was really crazy, I thought, actually just looking down at that statistic, was his net play, Shapovalov, was really good in this match. Hmm. And... That was the one thing that I really noticed that he had really improved on in this game. And if you look at the game and the whole match as a complete whole, he actually wore, won more points more and more actual games than Carino Buster. But that's not what wins. Yeah, but I think that's a lot of... Mate, that's because of the fourth set. He bagels. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's what I mean. Six games. Without that set, it was level. I think the stats tell a good story of this match. Shapovalov, as everyone knows, is an exciting player to watch. And he's exciting because he pulls off big shots all the time. He's always going for these winners, these big shots, which they will lead to a lot more unforced errors, mistakes, and problems. Yeah. So you can't have both you can't have both ways. You can't hit seventy four winners or was it seventy six winners? Yeah, seventy six and seventy six. Yeah, you can't hit seventy six winners and not expect quite a few double um unforced errors as well. However, Going forward, what I think he needs to do is play a bit more high-percentage tennis. I don't think if he wants to progress as a player rather than just a showman and someone who gets to the latter stages of these big tournaments, what he needs to do is rein himself in a bit in the big moments and take shots when he needs to take them rather than always playing one type, one brand of tennis. Granted, yeah. from a spectator, it's brilliant. I love watching it. It's incredible. I'm sure a lot of fans, a lot of people even in our chat the last week, they've been saying El Chapeau. We want him to win. He's so exciting to watch. And he definitely is. He's a showman on court, for sure. But if he wants to actually win things and win titles, what he needs to do is play higher percentage tennis. And to do yeah. that, he needs to sort of rein it in and make these shots when he needs to. When At the right moments, pick pick and choose the time. Yeah, I totally agree. I think somebody else who could benefit from that a lot would be uh, Stefano Sittipas as well. Similar sort of games, a lot of top spin, a lot of power. And they just seem to go for winners all the time. And when you come up against certain players, that's not the strategy. It doesn't work against certain people. Certain people will have more variety in their game. And they mm. can and there's a lot of good like counter punches out there. Someone you come up against someone like Djokovic, he's not going to just be hit off the court by you. You need yeah, to have yeah. a plan B against these type of players who get everything back. You need to be able to maybe just make the rally like push them around the court in a different way. If you can't always be going for power all the time, because Agreed. people, it makes you a little bit one-dimensional as well. Well, you're and predictable, aren't you? At times, and it's not just that; it's just not really sustainable for a full match, especially if it's going to five sets. Granted, he gave a good go of it, and especially in that fourth set, he looked on fire. So, yeah. it's, I don't want to be too critical of him. He's had a brilliant tournament. He's done well. I just think if he wants to make that next step and get more to semi-finals and finals, because at the end of the day, he's got the ability. 
He's got yeah. bundles of ability, probably more than most people on tour. He just needs to rein it in and play a bit more tactical and smart. And that's what yeah. I think about the whole thing. Um, sure. We'll get on to some of the comments. We've had Jordan. He's a bit gutted about Sapo going out. Me too. And Antonio, <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> we should have known better. Buster beat the world number one. Of course he would win. <laughs> well, he did. He was uh, he was oh, beating did he? him. Did he, he really? Was, he, he was beating him <laughs> <laughs> at the time he went. Well, Djokovic is out now. I don't think he deserves any more airtime. So, and but somebody else who's just unfortunately just gone out. Peronkova, uh, Serena Williams served it out for six two in the final set. So, Serena Williams through to another Grand Slam semi final there, and she's coming for me, Serena. I know. Yeah. I've said too many things on these podcasts after she's dusted and she's finished, and I'm not yeah. sure if we're ever going to see her at the top level again. But yet again, what's it? Another U.S. Open semi final. Yeah, she just keeps and, um, performing. Well, we'll, be, we'll find it out so- soon who she'll be playing in that. But just a quick thing on Peronkova, really. Just what a tournament and what a story yeah. it's been. Like, it's just been quite magical, really. And um, I'm just so. really proud of what she's been able to achieve. I think a lot of people in the tennis community share my share my views on it. And it's just uh, remarkable, really, that she was able to play this high-level tennis after not playing for so long, having a child. I'm sure that's difficult in itself. Yeah. All the stresses of do, doing that as well and sort of looking after it and everything. But then still to be playing a tournament at the US Open and competing at this level against yeah. the likes of Serena Williams. She almost she comes so close to even winning that match at the end of the day. I think Serena yeah. was just too much. I saw in the second set, we just saw that Serena Williams, that, that fighting spirit. She was really hitting through some of the balls as well, and she looked good, to be fair. Yeah. And we, we, I, I, I want to also acknowledge the fact that Serena Williams has just had a child as well. So let's be yeah. fair play to her. She's come back. It was the battle of the mums, but she's come out on top as the super mum. And I um, don't want to put too much emphasis on age and stuff like that, but Peronka, Peronka 32 years old. Obviously, Serena is much older as well. And she's still, well, obviously, she's multiple-time Grand Slam champion, so you would expect her to be playing at a high level. But just the level of both of them is pretty much... Well, to be applauded, I think, just yeah. to be still playing at this level after giving birth and stuff like that. It's just really, really impressive to make that comeback. So yeah. we've obviously got her, and hopefully she's going to be up against, well, if my girl goes through in the next round, Victoria Azarenka, Elise Mertens, which is the next match, which Azarenka's been playing so well, and I've been so impressed by her, and that pick is looking pretty good at the moment but Mertens is one of those ones which I didn't really want to come up against Mertens looks really good yeah, yeah she looks like one of the dark horses on the competition she's sneaking around the bottom she knocked out Kenin in straight sets yeah and a bit worried for Azarenka in this one but I've always got faith Azarenka I just think she's just got she's just got this something extra this tournament which I don't know what it is I can't put my finger on it but she's Literally, just she's just digging things out, and I don't know how she's doing it, mate. She's the informed girl, yeah, exactly. So, I'm just hoping she just keeps doing it. But we'll get on to that, yeah, we'll give us a few selections in a little bit. Let's get yep. on to the, the first game yesterday, which was the other quarter final, which was obviously Alex Verev going yep. through against Borna Chorich, and yeah, yeah, very slow start again. This is his thing now, is it? Uh, Zverev starts off slow, sluggish, double faults, and loses the first set 6-1. And you think, is this is this just going to be it? Is he just going to slump out? And he did this, he's done the similar thing in some other matches, though, as well. And But he comes back. He's coming back, though. This is a good sign. We, he's mm. even admitted he's not at the top of his game. We, at least he's being very like vocal about it. I think that's always a positive thing for a player, to be honest. Mm. And he's saying, I'm not at the top of my game. I need to improve a lot of stuff. But he's still in the semi-finals, And he's still producing some very, very good tennis. And some of the tennis he played yesterday was top-notch. That's what I, I think thought. my view on the whole match really is a bit different. I thought it was a bit of a bore fest. I didn't enjoy the match at all. I thought Zverev Koric was boring. I thought the yeah. tennis level wasn't that good. I think Zverev picked it up marginally at times. 
but it was nothing wow. It wasn't like brilliant. It wasn't like a succession of brilliant shots or no, a, a, a really good help holding of serve. Or it was just nothing really ins- inspirational. And to have that at quarter final, I thought it was quite poor. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of that really. I don't want to dig Borna Courage out. Obviously, he's beaten City Pass. He's been playing some good tennis in this tournament. I just felt like his his race was run really in this match, and he just didn't offer much. He no. had the game, like he was in full control of that match in the first yep. set. And then he sort of just allowed Sverev to get in in a very sort of lazy sort of way. And then after that, he just sort of just was there, just making excuses. He changed his T-shirt about six times, mate. It was getting a bit boring. <laughs> and he was well, just, I don't know, it just wasn't an enjoyable match for me. I thought the tennis level wasn't very good. Yeah. I was struggling to keep concentrating on watching it. And I love watching tennis, but for me, it was just a bit boring. And um, I think it's a good point, actually. We've had a comment come in. I'll put it on. Yeah. Somehow the tennis world does not give enough credit to Pablo. But I tell you, I knew he would beat Chapeau, and here is more. He might probably beat Zverev too. Fair Definitely enough. has a chance. If Zverev keeps starting slow, which you can't afford to do in the latter stages of Grand Slams as well, you could find yourself two sets down and then on the wrong end of a tie break in the third or something if you've finally just start well start getting it back together again well based off that last match of what we're talking about this Corey Sverev one I generally I I kind of agree with this guy I do think the fact that um Buster has a really good chance because Sverev was not inspiring me that much it whether that was the fact that he Corey wasn't playing very good he under he sort of read that situation and all he was doing was just playing enough to be able to win that match yeah. It wasn't that exciting. It was it maybe the the quality was just down with Corrich and he knew what was going on, Sverev. He felt that and he just felt that he had to play it at whatever percent he was playing at. I don't want to give maybe fifty percent or sixty percent. Yeah. And that was enough just to get through that tie. He sort of played it tactically. I don't know. It's, it's hard, hard to say. To but for me, yeah. based off that performance, I think Buster has a really good chance against Sverev. And I wouldn't be surprised if you if you see Buster in the final. At all. I just think that... A lot of people are writing him off. (laughs) I just think that, yeah, this is mean. No one's giving him a chance. And that's what's doing him the fate. There's no pressure on Buster Carina, or Carina Buster, rather, to uh, get through another round. All the odds are on Zverev's shoulders. He He has to be the one to perform. Buster just has to turn up and just do his thing, and then he's not expected to win. So it's working well for him so far. I don't see why he couldn't do it again. And Zverev, we just don't know. If, is this? Is he just holding something back? We've seen flashes of brilliance against Chorich where he actually does. He's hitting these amazing passing shots down the line. He's serving incredibly. Then you've got the double fault side. He's done 12 double faults again in a match, which is too many, really. And mm. you saw gradually towards the end of the match, his unforced errors... I think he was doing around, I think he had like 13 in the first set, 12, 12, and then in the last set, only six. So he's gradually, he's getting better in the final set. But Yeah, but it, it was unforced error because the, there wasn't really striking through the ball that well. It was just yeah. a bit of a boring game. Just Down the middle. Game. And Frank, Frank's back in the chat again, watching again. How you doing, yeah. mate? Zverev Koric was unwatchable. He agreed. <laughs> I know. I don't, I, don't I don't disagree with him. I think uh, it was one of these ones which I was watching, was getting tired of watching, and then had to keep flicking back on and just checking what was going on, and then rewinding a bit just to see what I'd missed. And then it wasn't really that much. I was seeing flashes of the odd point here and there, which was good, but it wasn't like a thriller. I don't no. think anyone's going to be talking about Zverev Chorich for years to come. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we got it there. Sverev yeah. won the two tie breaks. Makes it look quite close, really, looking at the scores like that. But I, I feel like know. it was all Chorich to start off with, and then Sverev was just always in control. <laughs> Didn't really raise his level. Just plodded, plodded through it, and ended up winning. Probably lucky that uh, Sverev won that tie break. Otherwise, we might have to have put up with another five sets of this rather than just the four. So, yeah. well, Zverev is through. He plays... Frankly, before we go on to that, Jordan makes a good point, actually. Zverev seems to be much stronger mentally after losing the first set 6-1 and going down the break in the second. He surprised me by fighting his way back into it. Yeah. and Fair I totally agree. That, yeah. I totally agree. And I think that that's what he is showing. He is definitely showing... He's not really more... showed that in the past much, has he? 
I mean, he showed us his drop sets, like obviously against Nakashima. He was he was looking quite poor against him, really. But his serve was getting him out of trouble quite a mm. lot, and yeah, I think yeah. it still is a little bit. He served. I'm not sure exactly how many aces, but he still served a high number of aces in this match, and that is always the thing. If that stops going, like that first serve, he's in trouble. And that's my personal opinion. I don't think he has a chance against Carino Buster if that first serve is misfiring. Yeah, no, I agree. But anyway, let's get on to the other match, the big match today, the all-Russian all affair. We've got yeah, mate. Medvedev and Rublev. With We've a got big... a lot of love in the, in the chat for Rublev. People yeah. wanting Rublev to win. A lot of people um, in online. I have a lot of big fans of Rublev out there and a lot of people... Want him to see him topple his countryman there, Medvedev. Yeah. So this should be this should be such an epic match. I think. From, I think it's yeah, just starting now. Fantastic. Joel says it's on now, which is good. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get, stick that one on now. I'll let you watch. I can't really be bothered to get my phone all set up. <laughs> at least get Amazon, mate. Yeah, I know. I swear it's all on. Yeah, but anyway, that one's going to be. I, I heard Rublev talking about uh, them in training and all this type of thing. He just said it's just absolutely crazy when these two get together in training and start battering balls back and forth. And he says the rallies are so intense, even in training. So Mm. I just can't wait. This is just going to be one of those matches that hopefully will live up to the billing, not like a Zverev Chorich. Hopefully we're going to get a proper... This is going to be a proper fight. We're going to be talking like... Anthony Joshua Klitschko. We're going to be talking Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. That type of epic proportions in this in this matchup. We don't want any of these. Terrible... I don't know, Ben. I don't want to. I think the level is going to be high level tennis, but I yeah. think Dev is going to win. I don't want to say comfortably, but I think he's going to pick him off. His style of play just sort of works well against, say, a like of a Rublev, someone who's very aggressive. Medvedev, as we've seen before, we've seen recently, even in Cincinnati, the way yeah. he played there. Granted, he lost. He didn't do. He didn't do as well as we had anticipated. But his style of play, this whole tournament, really, is very much he frustrates the opposition. He gets a lot of the stuff back. Hits the ball very flat. He's a very tricky player to play against, and uh, he can turn it up when he needs to. He's got the tactical now, which other players on the tour have been missing. It's something which is he's very he's very smart upstairs for sure. And I think that's going to be enough to to beat Rublev in this situation. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say 3-0, but I think, <laughs> I think Medvedev um, will get it. I think maybe Rublev, I don't know, he could take the first set. He could come out the blocks really fast and catch Medvedev, Medvedev off guard. But I think over five sets, I think it's going to be really tricky for Rublev to uh, play that attacking game at the highest level. And Medvedev, his style of game, will be able to do much better, I think. What do well? It's, I I sort of agree with you in a way, and it's sad because obviously I said Medvedev I thought was going to be the, my pick for it a couple of rounds back just because of how well he's been playing, not uh, not dropping any sets, and he's just looking so strong. Obviously, his matches against uh, Andre Rublev in the past, he's played him twice, he's beaten him twice, mm. and once was uh, well, sorry, both were in two thousand and nineteen. Okay. And one was at the Cincinnati Masters, beat him 2-0, uh, 6-2-6-3. And then in St. Petersburg, he beat him 6-4-7-5. And this was when Rublev was, first time was ranked 70, next time ranked number 38. So now he's ranked, I think he's, is he top 15 now, Rublev, I believe? So I think maybe never higher. Know. You never know. He might be able to get a set off him this time, but I don't see him getting any more than one set, to be honest. I see it Medvedev in three or Medvedev in four if Rublev manages to just nick one set there. It could happen, but prove me wrong, Rublev. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Let's see a big five set. It's the US Open of five set matches. Let's see another one. I would love to see it. Yeah, before we get on to that last match, let's go through some of the comments. Uh, Joel was asking, hopefully the IT, ITV have the French Open. Uh, hopefully they do. Use it on ITV4. Yeah, yeah, uh, normally. We'll uh, Frank loves Medvedev as well, but Rublev's spirit more. Yeah. Fair enough. And 
Well, we'll get on to this one in a bit, but who would win, Team or Medvedev? Well, this is the matchup which uh, I think everybody is sort of salivating, watching, looking at that draw, and you're thinking, are we going to get the one that we expect? Which, for me, would be the final that I would want, because obviously we've not got Djokovic anymore. I would want Team Medvedev as the final. That would be the one that really... I. Those styles are so interesting to watch. Medvedev and his retrieval and his speed and his crazy serving where he's powering down 125 mile an hour second serves randomly. The octopus at the net and he just... He's not, that, he's not that popular in the comments, Ben. They're saying no, he's a bit no. boring. Yeah, but what, this is like saying... How do you get it? Boring how, though? Because people might say Djokovic is boring because... He just gets everything back, but he's so hard to beat. Is it the team style is exciting? That but styles make matches. You yeah, can't... I'm not sure if it's boring. I don't think it's personally boring either. I think it's just a different style of play to what like an attacking person, attacking player would be. But Medvedev can turn that on as well. I think he's a real champion and um... I like his personality. I think it's just he's great for the sport. If I'm honest, yeah. Yeah, That's like Jordan, he said, it's a good analysis of it. I'm personally a Medvedev fan, solid player, mentally strong and improving all the time. Was unlucky against Nadal last year. Very yeah, I couldn't agree unlucky. more. Very, it was close, wasn't it? So close. And why can't he go one better this year? We obviously got him, and but this is why it's so sad. We've got the two people who have come closest, really, to winning Grand Slams, and they're going to potentially meet in the semi-final of this we don't want to curse any more people. Yeah, it's a shame. Neither of them are going to make... Um, not both of them can make a final again, but one of them has a chance of doing it. And um, like you said, the the semi-final we do want to see would be Medvedev team. Not everyone. I'm sure there's people in the comments who would like to see Rublev, Dimonor for sure. But um, yeah, I just feel like with the Alex Dimonor team match, I don't think that's as straightforward as what people are making out. I think Alex Dimonor. It's your man. Yeah, no, he's my man. He's, I tipped him for the tournament. He's my dark horse. Mate, I'm quite happy. I've got one get all the way to the quarterfinals. That's no, good. Mate, I've got That's an improvement to usual. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough match for team. It depends how he plays. If he plays like he did in that final two sets against Felix, where he completely just played him off the off the court, then I think he'll be fine. I think he'll get it done relatively against the mill. But well, it, I don't know. Is he going to do that? What, what, what team are we going to see? Now this we get it. into the crunch time. We've seen what he's like in the crunch situation. Granted, last year he did really well in the well last year, the beginning of this year in the Australian Open against Nadal, when he um, he won the semi, he won the semi final there. Yeah, is he going to do it again? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a, these are the pressure moments, and we've seen Team Bottle it before. Yes, Bottle it's yeah. a strong word, Bottle, but he's just he's got that type of he's got that in him, doesn't it? <laughs> Up against. And, um, I think he, I think to be fair, I think he should be okay against Dimonor, but then the next one it's Medvedev. That's even tougher. Well, or Rublev. Yeah, Rublev. Either either one is tough. But remember, team has a winning record against everybody in this tournament, so he uh, has that on his side mentally. Alex Dimonor, though, as we know, he's a. I reckon the thing he needs to do if he's going to beat Dominic Team, he has to have crazy variety we all know that think one thing i was looking at when he was playing uh felix oja aliasim is he, he does the same type of play that he does on the clay he is about two meters behind the baseline yeah yeah, all of his, yeah he's still back there i don't know what he's doing back there <laughs> but uh and all of the serves that uh felix was doing they're just playing into his hands you're just hitting it to him every time and he can get it back easily I think he's the perfect person. Underarm serve him every time. Like oh, keep him back now. There you go. Underarm serve. Let's see you get. Let's see you get to the net. Like, and just keep him guessing. Like, he needs to be kept guessing. He's a person who relies on the other person. I think running out of ideas. And if you keep him guessing, I think that's the main thing. He he will stutter, and you might grab a set off him because that's the notice of the people that he stumbles up against. I think I'll tell you what they need to do with team. Get him to the net. Give him some drop shots to deal yeah, with. Yeah. And he's doing a lot so fast. He can get around the court exactly. anyway. He's one of the fastest players on the tour. So it's, it's a really interesting matchup for sure. 
What? Look at the people that he struggled against, even though he was so close to beating. It's the players with the most variety. Your Raffers, your uh, Djokovic's. These are the people who really mix it up. They're people who you don't know what's coming next. And Dimonor, if he wants to win this match, has to do the same. Mm. That's my belief in that. If he tries to go fire on fire, you're going to be in for a short night and he's going to probably power you off the court with that crazy backhand. Well, I feel like with Dimonor, you can actually classify him as the next gen. Like He is the new gen player. Felix, Definitely. the next gen. The yeah. thing is, some of these older guys, they're not the next gen anymore. People no. are talking about team as the next gen, mate. He's the lost gen. Him, Pablo, Garina, <laughs> Foster, they're the lost gen. They're the people they thought was going to be great great tennis players. Granted, they've played at the top level, and they've, I've been a bit unfortunate having the three best players ever to play the game in the same era they've been playing tennis. So that's mm-hmm. a bit unfortunate with that. However, they've still not been able to win things. And um, these 29. new players coming through, the, the new gen, next gen coming up, they've got a lot more chances because the old big three are getting older. Now yep. it's a chance for one of them to take it, take the ball by the horns and actually go for it and win. And yep. that's why I think it's a really interesting question. Like I know Joe, Joel said on the, on the chat, who, who will be the world number one next? He just used them three players there, but you could make a case for sit pass as well. I don't know. I feel like he's, he's not done enough really to warrant that, but out of them three for me, a lot of people are not going to like it, but I think it's Medvedev. I just think mentally yeah. he think... is the more, the strongest player out of the three. And it, we've seen already that we need some, we, you need to be mentally strong at this level to be breaking through. All of these guys can play ridiculously good tennis, but can they can, can they maintain it and keep it consistent for a whole tournament or for even a whole match? And especially for a whole year, <laughs> 18 months now. But you saw Medvedev and that crazy run he went on when he won, was getting to the finals or winning all those ATP tournaments, which got him into that top five bracket. And he always has this slump, though. What is this, like, the after Christmas at too much turkey and January slump that he has where he starts flopping in and around. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Do you remember against Jill Simon at the beginning of the year? What, he lost 6-0, 6-1 or something? <laughs> <laughs> against Jules Simon he's like the weirdest player ever to lose by that margin by do you not think it's Jules so Simon. random Jules Simon yeah it's a very crazy no you never he know got Simon. he got Simon. you never know which one's going to turn up do you with him <laughs> I don't he, think he, he knows he, he turns either, up he's not sure what's going to go what's going to happen he, he gets bageled or he bagels someone else he doesn't <laughs> know which one's going but yeah <laughs> But I, I think, well, I think it's right. I think maybe, like you say, I think Medvedev for consistency, and it's going to be a fight probably once all those big three drop off between him and team. Medvedev has, I believe he's slightly younger than uh, Dominic Team though. So he might have the longevity over Dominic Team. Mm. But don't be surprised if someone like an Andre Rublev with give him a couple more years and he's right up there. Because he's already showing the signs, and that's very promising. He could easily get to that next level, and I think he's. And we spoke to obviously Evgeny Donskoy. He was saying, "Yeah, yeah. Just, this guy, you give him a billion dollars or or tennis, he's just going to pick tennis." Which is just there, uh, and he was trying to train whilst he's sick, and he's trying like he's trying to find ways to just play tennis all the time. He can't stop. So someone with that mentality, he's going to be there with a Don. Like Dominic Team was similar. Like we've all the stories we've heard about him, never stops training, never stops playing. It's just practicing smashes for two hours or something ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, Marchenko was telling. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. This is this. This is what I mean. And all the best sports people in history will all have that same mentality. You always had the talk of just like even. England football or people like that. The people who stayed behind and took another 53 kicks like David Beckham or people who Frank Lampard always take another like 20 penalties. Everyone else is in the change room. He's there in the pouring rain. These type of people are the people who make it. And that mm. is, that's the difference between these people. And I think he's got that. And I think Federer realized it. And that's why he touted him to be one of the next greats. <laughs> 
Alright, Tarif is cracking me up in the comments, to be fair. He was saying earlier, hope Dimonor's watching right now because he's giving our analysis on what teams should do to beat him. Yeah, for and sure. And he's saying, it's actually a good point. I actually agree with him. Sitipas will, be- will become number one when he changes his coach. Oh, yeah, he's got to change that coach, hasn't he? He cannot he's, have He's got to do something, mate. That thing, this, this, that's the only consistent thing I've seen post corona and before corona is that whatever happens, but when we were having normal tents with crowds, he used to argue with his dad. Now with yeah. no crowd, he still argues with his dad. That's yeah. the only thing that's remained consistent throughout this whole problems we've had in tennis and the world. And um, when's it going to ever end? I feel like watching Sitipas' dad in the audience. He's just always got that look on his face. I feel like he is a bit of a problem dad, isn't he? For sure. I, I, well, from, they're always, like you say, there's always something wrong. There's never, it's never quite going just right, is it? And no, no. He apparently even came out and said he likes it because he'll have an opinion and then Stefanos will disagree with him. And he said, oh, no, I like it when he disagrees with me because it shows that he's got his own mind. And I'm like, yeah, but... You want somebody who's just giving you instruction on What court. was he shouting no. out in that last game? I forget what he was shouting out. Oh, I can't even remember. Do you remember? It was like, no, no. Yeah. He was just like, he was so angry. It's funny. And, uh, John made a good point. He said uh, Murray improved when he dropped his mum. <laughs> Not literally, but yeah. Oh, uh, don't. It's very true, And though. Judy's another one, isn't it? Like, she's... Yeah. Um, well, she's very she's much quite vocal, but she's very much involved for sure. She's like holding his hand while he's while he's hitting each every ball, and no. um, I, I, don't, I think it is a bit too much. Like we've we've spoke about, we've had a podcast on uh, Djokovic's dad and his involvement. If you've not seen that already, go check it out on our channel. It's quite a good one. And we were speaking about whether we think his involvement and his like complete bitter hate for Federer was too much, and. Um, yeah. I feel like him with this with sport in general. I think the parents need to take more of a back seat. Like growing up playing football, I used to play a lot of football. You always have the parents on the side of the uh, the pitch, and they get so involved. Like telling me to, I can't even say on here some of the things they used to say when I was about twelve years old. But it's just too much. You don't need to do that. Yeah, well, a bit. It was even heavier than that, Ben. To be honest, you don't need to do that. Just chill out a bit. You you want to support your child? Just be supportive. But don't get too involved. At the end of the day, it's on them. And I think one of the best parents or involvement you see is actually Corey Goff's dad. So yeah, I want to give a lot yeah, of credit I to him. What so. he does is very good. <laughs> Granted, a lot of the time he's got his hands behind his face because he can't watch it. But he's just a, that's what that's what a parent needs to be. I think that's the role model. All this Djokovic's dad talking about Federer and that it's just unnecessary. It just gives a bad look, man. And well, um, well, Djokovic's dad, like you said, he's not the manager or anything. He's not the coach, but he's still more in the media than any other parent in tennis, probably. Always slagging off Federer. It's just giving more negative, like, attention to Djokovic. It doesn't give Djokovic any help in to try and change his persona in the media when your dad is constantly just there. You don't even know that he's saying the things half the time. And he probably gets interviewed and just says, ah, Federer, God, he's just never going to be to the level of my son. He's just like, how dare he say these things? You're always going to be misquoted. Doesn't matter what you say. Never speak to any person. Just say it to Novak behind closed doors. Just call him up and just have a little chat about it. I don't have to go to the press and sell a story. It's just childish. But anyway, Sharifa was like, what Sitipas' uh, dad was saying is, you don't know, that's it. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Michael Walker now talking about uh, Uncle Tony of uh, Ravonatel as well. <laughs> I forgot about Uncle Tony. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> there's, too ma- there's too many family involvements with these We should do a players. podcast about just the family. Uh, it's like m- catching up with the Kardashians, but with tennis. <laughs> 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 definitely there's too many people involved like just have it separate yeah come along and watch the match if you want but just zip it <laughs> just keep your mouth shut i know but yeah should we take a look quickly of well obviously we haven't spoken in too much depth about the women's side we obviously yeah. uh no serena's gone through but yeah. the other two matches that girl keeps going through Jen Brady, <laughs> she's there storming her way through at the top. And yeah, yeah. she's looking, that's going to be a real incredible matchup between her and Osaka. That I think, well, I'm not going to say it's going to be the better semi final or not, but I think it probably is. And yeah. Do you want to say your screen and we'll have a look? Yeah, just one sec. I'll just pop that on. 
but yeah, like you say, Brody's just the, I don't know, the way she's been winning as well. I saw a graphic and um, all of her results, like her games, they've been 6-1 or 6-2 yeah. or very like convincing wins. I think there's a few 6-3s, 6-4s, but predominantly they're like 6-1, 6-2, gets it over and done with. So uh, I feel like her fitness levels are going to be quite high for this. And not just that, her form, yeah. she's in good form. She's playing good tennis, quite obviously. And very. she's someone who's, um, yeah, you've got to watch out for, for sure. Um, it's no easy game at all for her, and uh, you, you, not, you don't want to be playing up against them. She's be she's playing next. I don't know if you've got it up now. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, Naomi Osaka, which is uh, wow, what a story. I think she is still as or, although I was saying about Jennifer Brady, she's not the one you want to play. I think Osaka is that level above still because she's been doing it for a lot more years. She just did generally, obviously. Well, she's the highest paid female athlete in sport right now. Yeah. She has won numerous things in the past and her tennis level when she's on in a set is incredible, but she's got that second set syndrome. She's able to give sets away a bit easily at times. And, uh, it just depends if she can, can do it for the, I don't know. Can she win best of three? Uh, yeah. Can I share something with you just quickly, just before yeah. we, uh, head to that, head to that. I just wanted to, sh- uh, share Jen Brady's run of form. If possible, yeah, yeah. Go Let for me it. stop sharing that one. I'll share that right. one. I'll put it back to this. Yeah, uh, and just so that you can see, yeah, here we go. So I've got it up here. See if you can have a look here. Have you got it up? Yeah, 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 yeah. So just have a look at this, Jen Brady. This goes all the way back to well, she was playing this exhibition stuff, and. Yeah, she beat Sophia Kennan. She's she well, I don't know how it was really working this exhibition stuff, but look since the exhibition. Didn't drop a set, not dropped a set, not dropped a set, not dropped a set. When she lost, fair enough. Then she hasn't dropped a set since. So every Yeah, it's a bit of a win, shock that game, wasn't it, against Pagula? You didn't expect yeah. that coming at all. Um, no. But like you say, I, not dropped a set. She's been winning very convincing. There's some big names in there as well. None of them are easy. Katharina Bellis, you thought that would be an easy, uh, a hard match. Blinkova, Garcia, Kerber, Putin Saver, all top yeah. form players. And she's just been just what, swiping uh, them aside. But has yeah. she played a soccer in all of this? I don't think she has. No, the only reason I was going to say that obviously she got that one loss in there. Remember the game before was the final and she just won a whole tournament and then went on to exactly about a day later, she plays the next tournament. So, yeah, yeah. like we say, whenever a player's just won a tournament, don't back them in the first round of the next tournament because they're probably pretty tired. They've had to play a whole week of tennis, and it probably showed there. And she got to have between the 23rd, so she had just over a week off, nine days off. And look, look at the form now. <laughs> Back to it again. Not dropping a set <laughs> for five matches. And that has got to be scary coming into well for Osaka coming in because Osaka's not been cleaning up in the same way. She's been dropping sets here and there. She yeah. played well in the last match. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a very very difficult match for Osaka. I just think Osaka's going to have too much um, for her. I think she's just the level above really in terms of quality and ability. So you're saying Osaka. Yeah, I'm going to say Sock. I'm saying Brady to win. Oh, fair enough. I'm going to go uh, but one Denver. thing I do want to touch on, a bit of controversy actually, is I'm not sure if you saw after the match Osaka's just played, where she won. Was it Kenin, the last one she just played? Who, Osaka? Yeah, who's Osaka no, just played? Shelby Rogers. Shelby Rogers, sorry, yeah. She's just beating Shelby Rogers. After that match, uh, one of the journalists was speaking to her about the names on her mask. Yes. And I thought it was a bit insensitive. I didn't actually like it. She was saying about how she was just making this thing about, oh, like, oh, like smiling and that, saying, oh, who's the next name going to be on the mask? Every day we're guessing what name's going to be on there. I don't think she meant it in a nasty way. I don't think it was meant maliciously or in any kind of derogatory form. I just think it's a bit insensitive because these are names of people who have lost their life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In in a bad way, not in a not just way. So to be... To be just frowned on the fact that, oh, who's going to be next? Like, it's a game. I just think it's a bit insensitive. I didn't like it. I thought it was not called for. People have called her up for it, which is good. Some people just saying, like, oh, it's not making a big deal out of nothing. But I do feel like it is a bit of... Asaka handled it really well, to be fair to her. She didn't make too much of a thing about it. And no. um, she handled it very maturely, like she does with everything. But I just wanted to say, I thought that 
need to be a bit smarter when you're doing these interviews with, with players and just be a bit more sensitive to the fact that the name on that thing is not just any name, it's someone's life who lost their life. Just need to remember sure. that at times. And I'm sure that Jen Brady's going to be saying, don't worry, she'll only be wearing one more mask. So <laughs> <laughs> she's probably going to take her out in the next round. Yeah, That's yeah. probably what she's hoping anyway. But I think what she is doing is very good for the Black Lives Matter movement and fair play to her for making a stand and just doing it in the right way. We obviously saw her trying to drop out of a tournament the week before and then coming back into the tournament again. And I don't think that's the right move in all of this. She's proved she can find a way to do it and do it constructively and still play play tennis. Everyone wants to see her play tennis. So yeah, yeah. Just, just do that and do it at the same time. And she's doing it. So we're getting to see some great tennis from her and a potentially a US Open title if she keeps playing really well. But Jen Brady's got other ideas. Yeah, well, so how's the match going at the moment? Was it Mertens, Azarenka? <clears throat> oh, right. I thought you meant Rublev, uh, Medvedev. Oh, no, that's not, they're not playing right now, are they? Yeah, Mertens. they've just started. So there's two oh, right. on server at the moment. So okay. n- nothing much to report currently. Uh, and the other, there's no other matches on right now. It's just that one. We, oh, there's one, one other match over in uh, Turkey. But that's uh, WTA singles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll cover that on enough one. Yeah. Do you want exactly. to wrap it up there? Yeah, I think we should. I mean, we've sort of given our picks for how we think things are going to go. Uh, if everybody has been enjoying the live episodes and enjoying, you know, well, joining in with the live chat and stuff like that. And thanks for sending us your questions. Share it with other people who you know love just interacting about tennis and want to get involved. We're going to probably be doing some well, live streaming, uh, not commentary, but podcasts for the finals of the uh, tournament. So, yeah, join us on those as well. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button on the video, and leave us any questions you've got for us in the comments section. So, yeah, I can't say any more than that. Yeah, well, one thing we never actually talk about is we're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. <laughs> so go yeah. check us out on there too. We always Definitely. forget and disregard that, and that's probably why no one really watches it. But we've been gaining <laughs> a few followers on there as well, so that's brilliant. It's, it's creeping. It's creeping up. But, yeah, I think we'll leave you there. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for watching, and we'll see you. What, tomorrow, Ben, we'll do another one? Yeah, let's do it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Peace. Podcast Network.